Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Prince Hugh and the Three-Legged Race by Petty Vizier Havzifa Alyath, the tale of a prince's conjuration mishap. Havzi, Prince Hugh called as he burst into my office. Is everything ready for the Festival of Blades? I stood, trying to cover Corvus Dyreni's principles of conjuration with a parchment. The prince's eyes flashed. Reading Dyreni again, eh? You know how I feel about magic in the palace, Petty Vizier. It, uh, it isn't mine, your highness. I confiscated it from Jengish the page boy. I smiled unconvincingly. Hmm. And why aren't you wearing your official Petty Vizier turban? I glanced at the awful magenta and green headwear on the corner of my desk and tried not to make a face. It's too warm to wear a hat, your magnificence. Nonsense! It's the middle of first seat. But I want to know if preparations for the festival are on schedule. You know how much my people love a good party. I shook my head. They are Red Guards, your highness. They don't really go to parties much. Or at all. That's about to change. Now, are we prepared for pin the tail on the camel? Yes, your highness. Or we will be, once Morad gets back from having the splint put on his leg. Bobbing for gore apples? The tubs, fruit baskets, and towels are all lined up in the west courtyard. The town guard's three-legged race? <clears throat> I cleared my throat. Well, uh, there we have a problem, your sublimity. Because none of the guards have signed up for the event. They're reluctant. Because they remember how you punished Corporal Zakuda after last year's race. He was cheating! I had to punish him! And after all, he still has most of his toes! Even so, I don't believe they'll do it. Hmm. The prince tugged on his mustache irritably. What if you can assure them that I know they won't cheat by untying their legs because they won't be able to? This was bad. It meant the prince had had an idea. And it was always bad when the prince had an idea. What do you mean, won't be able to? I asked warily. Ha <laughs> ha! Dorlin, come in here, he called. His bodyguard ducked his head under the lintel and came in from the hallway. Half seat. Stand in front of that Yokudan urn, Prince Hugh said. Dorlin, stand next to the petty vizier. I shrugged, and we took our positions. Big Dorlin at my side, topping my height by a head and a half. Prince Hugh raised his hands in an arcane gesture, and I realized, to my horror, that he was about to try to cast a spell. But before I could protest, it was done. The spell was invoked, the magicka surged over me, and I felt my left leg weld itself to Dorlin's right. No! I cried. Highness, what have you done? The prince gave his mustache a self-satisfied twirl. Did you think you were the only one who could read Corvanus Dyrene Havzi? I stripped the binding clause out of Koran's peremptory summons and discovered I could use it to bind other things in the will of a Daedra. Impressive, isn't it? I just gaped at him. Meanwhile, Big Dorlin looked down at our magically bound legs, grunted, and then tried to step forward. I had to grab his arm to keep from falling over, and even then I nearly dragged both of us down. Dorlin shook his head. This is bad, master. Don't like it. Make it go away, master. Oh, very well. Unbind, the prince said, and reversed the spell, but added an inadvisable gestural flourish that funneled far too much magicka into it. Dorlin and I flew apart, hurled to opposite sides of the room, and the ancient Yokodan urn behind us shattered explosively. Suddenly, a swirling cloud appeared above the shattered jar, and a hollow, ringing voice cried, Free! Free! After an eon bound in that stinking jug, I'm free! 
The cloud rapidly coalesced into an armored floating torso with a helmed head and four arms, each of which gripped a huge scimitar. Now I take my vengeance on the world of mortals. The scimitars began to whirl menacingly. I glanced at Dorlin, but he'd gone headfirst into my marble bust of Morwa and was still stunned. Highness, I cried. Use your spell. Bind that thing before it chops us into hors d'oeuvres. Prince Hugh's eyes goggled with horror. I c c can't. The unbinding spell drained all my magicka. It's up to you, Havzi. I ducked as two scimitars whistled over my head and dashed behind my desk. The thing was between me and the door. It was up to me to bind it, but I hadn't cast a spell in months. Prince Hugh shrieked as a scimitar slashed the tassels off his golden fez. Koron's prison, Havzi! It's our only chance! But that needs a container, and the urn is smashed! Use this! And the prince tossed me the magenta and green petty vizier turban. Three scimitars came down on my desk, smashing it to flinders, as I inverted the turban and cast Koron's Pedurable Prison. No! The demon cried as it dwindled into the hated hat. I loathe the scent of hair oil! And then it was gone. I was still trembling, but Prince Hugh blinked, took a breath, and smiled. Well, that didn't end so badly, did it? At least, not as bad as the Iron Regatta, or that business with the pet Tokugawa. Now, where were we? I helped Big Dorlin up out of the marble dust of the shattered statue. We were cancelling the guard's three-legged race, remember? I suppose you're right, Havzi. You usually are. He brightened. I have it! After the Gore Apple Bobbin contest, we'll have them use their crossbows to shoot the fruit off the heads of the losers. Oh, and just get rid of that turban.